This week's episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence book. This book will help guide the reader through overcoming self-doubt and fear and acquiring professional prosperity. In this book, it takes a deep dive with research, science, and real-life stories of women who courageously push past the fear to conquer their goals. You can find out more at www.breakthroughtoexcellence.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. And for this episode, we are entering, <laughs> we are entering the twilight zone. Now, <laughs> we have an amazing guest. And guess what? We're keeping that in there, right? We have an amazing guest and her name is Sarah Gio. And no. Gio. <laughs> It's okay. Sarah G. We'll go with Sarah G. Sarah G. I'm just going to keep the intro in there because I love it. Um, <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. I wish you guys could have seen my face as I looked at her. Sarah G. She's a sales page designer with 20 years experience in UX design and art direction. She's designed sales pages, site architecture, purchase experiences, and advertising on multi-million dollar campaigns and websites such as... T-Mobile, Eddie Bauer, Microsoft, and GoDaddy. She currently runs SourDesign.com, a design agency creating conversion-focused sales pages for established coaches and course creators. Ever the serial entrepreneur, I love that. She also <laughs> co-owns SquadBottles.com, a promotional products business with her business partner, Stacy Madison. Squad Bottle sells custom printed reusable water bottles for events and nonprofits. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Listeners, sorry for that cotton mouth there, but I'm I'm super excited. We were joking right beforehand. That probably didn't help the fact that I'm supposed <laughs> to be sounding like a news reporter as I'm reading that. And I'm just so excited. What you guys don't know is that I've been trying to track down Sarah for about a year and a half, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally got her. I'm so excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. All great things are, are worth the wait, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, we were uh, introduced through the collective with Jessica Rodriguez. Shout out to Jessica. We love you. And so I want to get into like why you've gone into entrepreneurship. Just uh, your entrepreneurship journey is so important to kind of hear because everyone's story is different. But I truly believe like I actually have a little sign here. Share your story to set someone else free. And I think yours is so unique in many ways. All of ours are, but I think yours is touching. So please share your entrepreneurial yeah. journey, what led you into what you're doing now. 
Yeah, thank you so much. So, yeah, I live in Seattle. So over the years, I've been climbing the ladder in the design world um, with all those local tech firms. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be great to do my own thing and not be doing design by committee. <laughs> Where there's like a thousand people in the room designing over my shoulder. So I was kind of wow. doing some things on the side. Yeah, it's crazy. Really, like all the directors and VPs and all that stuff. So I was kind of doing my thing on the side, but I hadn't really gotten the courage to take the leap and be my own business owner. Um, and then a few years back, my husband had a couple uh, health scares. So first he had a stroke, which is crazy because he was just in his early 40s. I'm like, I didn't know that was possible. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was it was caused from a blood clot. He recovered quickly. Luckily, he didn't have any paralysis. He had to take speech therapy, but he totally recovered. And then about a year later, we discovered he had cancer. And that was the thing that we think caused the clot, which caused the stroke. He's also completely recovered from that. Yay. Thank God. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, you know, healthy again. But going through all of that, I was like, just looking at my life and thinking, I can't just wait to pursue this. You know, I don't want to be looking back on my deathbed, which who, that could be tomorrow and be like, I never even tried, you know, yes. so I didn't want to let my fears continue to hold me back. So I started joining some communities. I joined this, the screw the nine to five community and started kind of taking baby steps toward, you know, jumping free of corporate, which was also hard because I was making good money. And I know that I'm going to be kind of starting from scratch again. So I had those like golden handcuffs going on, yeah. but, um, yeah, I talked it over with my husband and we we found a way financially to do it. And then so I left corporate and I thought I was going to be building my Etsy business. But that soon became clear to me that that wasn't the way I could go. <laughs> so <laughs> I had been avoiding having design clients because I was so burned out on clients in corporate. But what I didn't realize is when you can choose the people you work with, then it's a whole different ball game. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful, um, the great people that I've gotten to work with so far. And so I started doing that. I started doing design for hire. And then I also met my friend Stacy, who had founded this squad bottles business. And she and I got to talking and she invited me in and we got along really well together. And I said, yeah, let's go for it. So now I have two businesses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's amazing. You know, your story resonates with me because it was my mother's death that caused me to say that I needed to change. Because at that point, I was dealing with a toxic work environment, extremely burnt out, chronic migraines, chronic gastrointestinal pain, going to the doctor all of the tests were negative mm -hmm. and it was all related to chronic stress. And when mm -hmm. she just pat, just dropped dead and, and died, mm -hmm. it was her grief that made me finally see how life was so futile. Like mm -hmm. what was I doing? Why was I living in that way for a job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like when you really break it down, like 
for a job and there's yeah. a million other jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world. Mm-hmm. And I knew there weren't any teaching positions in the area that I was living in. We weren't going to move. So I started my business. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I knew that I had God-given talents and I was just going to figure it out along the way. So I think what you mentioned is like, we have to, there's a quote that I read during that time period from Les Brown. And Les Brown said that the richest place on the earth is not Dubai or any of these fancy places. The richest place on the earth is a graveyard. And Mm. that is where everyone's hopes, there's dreams, their unwritten books, plays, movies, you name it. Fill that place up because they did not have the courage to move forward. I got chills when you said that. Okay. <laughs> so, so true. So like, y'all need to get slapped around. <laughs> Look up Mr. Les Brown on YouTube because when he said that, I said, my word, that's my mother. Yeah. She never pursued any of her dreams and goals. And there's a quote from Dr. Carl Jung that talks about the greatest burden a child has is the unlived life of their parent. Oh, man. I saw the burden it was on my mother of not healing from her own things and not pursuing herself and not having her own identity. And I said, what the heck am I doing Mm -hmm. if I'm teaching my children to continue to play this small? So I think like I, I know I'm. I'm on my own soapbox right here, but I'm like, if you're listening to this episode, y'all, and if you're sitting here and you're waiting, you're not guaranteed another day. So just do it within reason. Cause you still need a house. (laughs) (laughs) You still need a roof over your head, but like, come on now. (laughs) Just do it. hundred percent. Give it a try. Give it a try. Okay. So I want to talk about this partnership first before we get into kind of like how you've taken your skills and and you've done the sales. You know, a lot of people, when they're looking into business, they're scared of partnerships. Mm-hmm. And they're uncertain of, is this the right fit for me? How do I make something like this work? So I would love to know what are some key takeaways in your own experience with your partnership with Stacy that really helped you determine that this was a great fit for you because we shouldn't shy away from collaboration as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's essential to help you grow. Yeah. So one part of my story that I hadn't shared was I had done a partnership prior to this. So I had teamed up with a friend of mine. We kind of had this impulsive idea to launch a sticker shop business. And I was like, yay, I'll do the design. She'll do all the execution. It'll be perfect. And then discovered that I didn't like designing stickers <laughs> or planners. <laughs> I think they're cute, but I don't use a planner like that. And so I learned in that partnership, like for one thing, I had to really enjoy the product. It's not something that I could get sick of. And uh, she was a wonderful person, but I also felt like we didn't perfectly jive. Like there were times where I was unsure if I was doing like my part enough for her because I was also in a day job at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she was just very quiet about her communications and everything was fine, but in my head it wasn't. So we had some communication, I don't know, issues seems kind of strong, but you know, there was a little bit of 
communication issues happening. So I ended up leaving that business and she's taken off and she's doing wonderfully. Um, but having had that experience, I was like, okay, I got to be very careful this time around. But I knew from my friendship with Stacy that I had built over probably a year prior to that. I knew that we just got along really, really well. And she's the kindest, sweetest person. She had been running this business. Like when, in the other partnership, it was a brand new thing. But Stacy had been running her own promotional products business for 10 years on her own. And this was like a split off of that from of this one product that people love to buy, which was Nalgene water bottles. So she had the experience. I knew we got along really well. We were really good communicators. And she was just like right from the get-go when she put this idea in front of me. She's like, I want it to be 50-50. I just think it would be more fun. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that whole approach. And I talked to her openly too. I was like, you know, I've had this other experience in the past. I want to make sure things are cool. And we had lots of conversations. We talked about where our skills were. Like there's certain things that I'm just not that good at. <laughs> like <laughs> Bookkeeping, for example. And yeah. has anything to do with math. I'm like, <laughs> just so you know, that's going to be all you. <laughs> not going to be me. <laughs> You know, I can do the creative, I can do some marketing. Um, but yeah, so we talked about those boundaries of like what she's good at, what I'm good at, and making sure that everybody was cool with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, the when she asked me, and this was, we had met up for lunch at Mod Pizza. So this was over pizza. She's like trying not to, she's like, oh, take your time thinking about it. But I, I felt instantly that I wanted to say yes. It just, mm-hmm. it felt, it felt really good, even though I had had an experience before where I was like, I don't know if I should do this partnership ever again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. Like I recently ended a partnership and it, and I love the people that were in it. It just mm-hmm. wasn't working. It just wasn't working for me. And I think, I think it's important for us to be honest, you know, if you're not ready to have some tough conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and learn how to communicate clearly, you're going to be in trouble because yeah. it's like a marriage. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's so like a marriage, you know. And when you start mixing bis- business and relationships contractually, you better be certain. <laughs> <laughs> also like a marriage. <laughs> yes. Also like this is it. Because like to dismantle that, that's, it's a big deal. It's a big Mm -hmm. deal. It really is a big deal. But I also know like, you know, I kind of want to talk about collaborations also when it comes to like joint ventures and other type of partnerships and Mm -hmm. kind of your take on that um, being a serial entrepreneur, because unfortunately we can't grow our business, but so much organically. Of course, we've got Facebook ads and things of that nature, but organic marketing could be leveraged very well with the right type of partnerships. So with your experience at being a serial entrepreneur, even beyond just you starting the business with Stacy, were there ways in which collaboration also helped your business to grow it even further, either one of your businesses? Yeah, for sure. I remember um, early on when I was still pursuing that Etsy shop, I was also building a course business teaching Photoshop. And I took a a class to teach me what to do. And one of the things was to have a webinar, have a JV webinar with someone else. And since I didn't have an audience, but I knew somebody 
who did. And I felt like I could maybe talk her into doing this with me. <laughs> um, I collaborated with her and it was like, I, I know that I got the good end of that deal. <laughs> like she was so generous. She like, she, first of all, she taught Facebook ads. So she ran some Facebook ads and she paid mm. for them too. And we had like, like a thousand people signed up for this thing. And this is out the gate. I'd never done this webinar before. We were wow. up and putting our product together. Yeah. She had a big audience. We had, you know, a thousand people who were like, yeah, I'm in. And she had like a great email, you know, funnel set up with all these great emails. And I had what I had from the course, but I saw the value right away, right there um, of how amazing that could be partnering with with someone else and you know you have your set of people that you can share them with and and vice versa so it's yeah it's an amazing thing and you know in that case she did pay for some ads but even without that I know that would have been extremely helpful and that's also with Stacy and I like we hang out in different groups so there are some groups that I'm in where I'm engaging and helping people out and then I occasionally I post a picture of a bottle in there and we've gotten a couple orders from that and then on her side, she has learned how to do YouTube ads. Like she took the classes and she took the course and she's run some ads. So we've had people come in that way. So even though, you know, I, we are an official partnership, we both are bringing like those different pieces to the table where even if we weren't together and it was just a JV thing, um, I could see how that would be super beneficial and, and valuable just with each side bringing their expertise to the table. Yeah. So essentially it needs to be more than just, oh, you're a nice person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta <Yeah>. be strategic. <laughs> you gotta be strategic in it. I mean, honestly, it you should have good vibes. You, your values should align, but you also should be strategic in like how can you utilize each of your own skills mm-hmm. to be able to grow your business that you've partnered together or essentially each other's businesses, but with the use of a JV collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, for the listeners that are listening now and they're considering um, partnering and they're considering and growing their business, what would you say are some key things they should look for before venturing out? If possible, it's good that if you've met in person, I know we have a lot of relationships that, you know, we've built, over Facebook or whatnot, but there's something different about meeting someone in person. Like you really get the feel for them as a whole and they for yes. you. So I think, I think that's helpful. I don't think it's necessarily required, but I think that would be a, a great first step. Like mm-hmm. Stacy and I met at the screw the nine to five live event. And we just like, Oh, we, we found out we live 30 minutes from each other. And Oh, wow. and, oh I had, yeah, like imagine that we met in Texas, but we found out we live 30 minutes from each other in Washington State. And then I happened to have helped people with their drinkware businesses. And then mm. she has this water bottle business. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of, it just kind of came together. So yeah, meeting in person, I think is really helpful. Like you said, having the same values. I mean, we, you know, we, we've, communicated enough with each other and seen what the other person has posts online and like see like I see how much she cares about people and about their health and um you know you can just you just get a feel for a person yeah and then for anything that you're unsure about you can actually you know talk that out too 
setting those kind of standards up front just to just to double check oh, really? <laughs> like, on this, like just like with the marriage like you said you know you're like you got to be kind of like mm, the kids issue comes up yeah right like have you been married before <laughs> are you still married like you know we need to figure these things out <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. You know what? And I even think like I wouldn't be opposed to looking at someone's strengths assessment because I like using strengths Mm. and Colby assessment to just see where theirs lie. Because some some people say, yeah, I can do that. And their execution is like way down on the bottom. Yeah. They're more of an innovator or influencer, you know, Mm -hmm. and yet they have good intentions, but that's not really their strength. So you can come into a partnership thinking like, okay, they're going to execute this, I'll execute this. And that's not where their strength lies. And then because the expectation wasn't clearly laid out, you haven't planned accordingly because of that and hired the right type of people to help supplement the loss of the execution from their side, it can put you in a really big pickle. Mm hmm. That is a good one. So I think that would be kind of because sometimes people like, oh, they'll say they'll say who they are, but they don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. I was just thinking like people who are really self-aware. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can't tell that you might think they're self-aware and they're not. But that helps. I think Stacey and I are both really self-aware. Maybe that has come with age. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in my 40s. She's in her early 50s. But yeah, in the absence of that, I, I think that would be amazing to do a strengths assessment and just be like, so, like, really? <laughs> yeah. Really, how are you on these things? Right. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm also a learner. So, like, if, if there's a quiz or assessment, I'll take it <laughs> just to take it, like, <laughs> for whatever dumb reason, I'll do it. But mm-hmm. I think that's it's powerful because even when I've hired now, I look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know, like, I know that I have strategy. I know that I connect with people. I know I have some form of execution within me, but I need someone that is even stronger with that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about so many other aspects that we have to worry about in the day-to-day business relationships. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And get yourself a contract, people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a lawyer and get a contract to help in, in that growth. So let's quickly go into another area of expertise before we get off here. We got to talk about what needs to be on a sales page. Okay. Okay. Because you do one-on-one work with people and designing their sales page in like one day intensives. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sales page are the nemesis of my life. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) And yet I go into other, you know, influencers who I admire and I look at their sales page and I'm like, why can't I have that? You know? (laughs) So tell us like, what are some crucial things or pieces that we should have as we're trying to market ourselves out there, as we're doing collaborations and JV partnerships Mm -hmm. to get the right people to us? Well, when they get there, if your sales page is looking cray cray, Mm-hmm. that may turn them off. You won't get that sale. You won't get that opt-in to what you're trying to provide. So what would you say are some pointers that we should keep in mind as business owners? Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head there about like all the stuff leading up to it. Cause kind of at the sales page level, that's like the last step basically. Mm-hmm. So if you've done your work and you got all the people there, then you want to make sure that 
your sales page looks professional. It looks like it's at the level of professional that you are. Because if it's looking janky, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I thought, I thought she knew what she was talking about." <laughs> like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it makes a difference. You might get some sales because people have been so warmed up to you before they got there. But yeah, yeah, it, it's important that it, it you know it looks professional. I am not a fan of the miles long sales pages. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't see me. I'm hiding my face okay. right now. <laughs> she calling me out. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes it's helpful, but I think in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it it can hurt you a little bit because. I know for me, what as a reader, as a user of the page, when I'm reading through, if it's really long, first of all, I want to know the price like quickly before I even read on because I don't want to get all attached and then be disappointed. So <laughs> I'm trying to like at least take, look at the price. So I like to have that somewhere a little bit middle, not like way at the bottom. And I think sometimes if it's really long, people get scared. They're like, there must be, this is complex. There must be something that I'm, I'm missing. Like if I don't read this entire page top to bottom, then I might miss some key piece that I'll regret later. And then what if I have to ask for a refund and uh, you know, what, what's that all about? And so it can create a little bit of anxiety. Now, you know, with any design on the internet, testing is important. Like I can give you this advice of don't make your sales page miles long, but if you have a really long one and it's converting, then you don't need to, you know, change anything. Yeah. But, you know, if you can test like a shorter page and a longer page, if you have that ability, then then it's useful. So the length I think is important. And, and you know, you may have heard the term copy stocking where you um, kind of, and you haven't heard that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I think I learned it from Mariah Cause. And that is where you're kind of listening to your audience. Maybe you're surveying them. Maybe you're hanging out in groups where they are and you're seeing the actual words that they use. So you don't get caught up in using jargon that you're like you're so close to it that they may not understand. And then you can just actually put it in their own words. And then they, they really, that's when you get that person that's like, are you reading my mind when they get to the page? Cause you're saying the things in the real words that people would say. Yeah. So it helps if you can hire a copywriter, but if you can't at least starting with, or, you know, not yet, at least starting with gathering up some of those words will help you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get those important pieces up at the top of the page that is about the benefits of what your program is. Now, benefits are different than features. So that's like the transformative part, you know, this is what it's going to do for you. And then as you go down further on the page, you can get into the features of like, it has a Facebook group and it has one-on-one coaching and there's Voxer access and like all those details, but hitting, you know, strong from the top with those benefit pieces, like what they're really going to get out of the program is important. You know, there's templates out there that you can follow too. Or if you look at a bunch of other people's sales pages and you kind of try to analyze it, you can sort of figure out, okay, this is the section where they're talking about benefits. And, oh, here's the section where it's like about me or about your coach or about your teacher. And they're talking about themselves. And, oh, here's the testimonial section. And maybe here's a video that kind of describes things. And, and then you get to like the, um, the features section, like I just said, which everything that's included and uh, the FAQs at the bottom, maybe like a money back guarantee or there is no money back guarantee. Nope. (laughs) Getting that on there. (laughs) Yeah. No refund. (laughs) (laughs) You commit. Yes. I am here to help you. We will get through this, but no. (laughs) 
<laughs> not for a digital product. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of food for thought, even for myself, because, you know, coming from my background of being a clinician and moving into being a business, no one teaches you the psychology of sales. Like you just plop mm-hmm. stuff on there and think, all right, let me just make sure I have enough social <laughs> proof on here. Like you look at my sales page right now, like that's what it looks like. <laughs> but hopefully by the time you listen into this recording, it will be changed. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, I can see, you know, like even thinking about my own client, my own client is overwhelmed already mm-hmm. with making decisions in their business. They are, you know, trying to get their business organized. They want to scale and grow it. Imagine coming to a long sales page copy and seeing all these words and they're already overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I didn't, it, it didn't even click until you said that, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, wow simplifying it is probably the best thing I could mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Give them less to look at because the more they have to look at, it really overloads their brain for sure. And that's also with the words too. Like don't put, you know, shadows on your words and layer them on top of like really busy photos, make like lots of space around things. Don't be afraid to have empty space all around the margins and images that kind of recede into the background and, don't center align all your text. Try to left align whenever possible. That's another that's another tip that it's hard for people to read center align text when it's really long, like paragraph. Yes. It's easier to keep keep your text kind of skinny, like mm-hmm. a skinny column, mm-hmm. and left align when it, whenever you can. Wow. So make sure it looks good in mobile too. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> sorry. Me, I'm like in this. No. <laughs> no. No. This is why I hire. I delegate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that no more. All right. Um, That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. And that's, I mean, it's necessary, you know, for us to hear, like, as we're trying to get more visible, elevate our brand with either partnerships or starting another business with someone else. At the end of the day, you have to be able to communicate your transformation to that client Mm -hmm. so that you can remain profitable. And I think that's the biggest challenge is really doing that trial and error of finding exactly Mm -hmm. what works for them and that makes them want to seek you out for the problem that they have. Yeah, they can see that it's built exactly for them and the transformation they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this is my last question. If we were to go back to when you first started your business, very first month, day, you know, year, what piece of advice would you give yourself? I think to put less pressure on myself to do things perfectly. I have a perfectionism thing and I was, I'm like, I'm working on it. Like it's never going to end, <laughs> but like to maybe treat things as experiments. Yeah. Cause as I've pivoted like 5,000 times over the past few years, every time I was like, this is it. This is the plan for life. Final thing. And then it doesn't work out. And I'm like, Oh, I failed. Now I have to pivot. How embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. But if I thought of it as an experiment and where I'm just like gathering data, then I don't feel like I've failed. I'm just, I'm learning and I'm pivoting and it's okay. And that I I would also like to know ahead of time that I was going to pivot a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Listen, I just pivoted this year and it literally took the life out of me. Like (laughs) Seriously. I, lots of tears. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lots of tears. It's, 
a lot of mindset work that you've got to work through in any type of pivot. I, I would have to say, but yes, thank you for sharing. that. I think that's so true. <laughs> and I love the fact that you said you pivoted 5,000 times and let us know, like you make your business, how you want to make your business. And it's okay mm-hmm. for you to change it up if you need to. It is for sure. All right. <laughs> Please let the listeners know where they can find you, how they can work with you and all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. So if you need custom printed reusable water bottles, then you can head to squadbottles.com. We also have an Instagram, which is at squadbottles. And if you want to work with me on a design intensive, then, um, and I don't just do sales pages, I can do other things too. (laughs) I'm over at sarahdesign.com. That's Sarah with an H. And on Instagram, my account is Sarah Design Agency. And I hang out a lot in there. I love getting DMs in there. So reach out anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation today. Me too. We should hang out more often. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.